Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Hotbed, episode one. I'm Lisa. I'm Anarchy. And I'm Cherry. And the three of us are the Hotbed Collective. We are here to make the world better one orgasm at a time, with a focus specifically on sex and relationships after kids. This uh, is sort of grown up sex, real, honest, and funny. And that's why we're here, isn't it? It is. Oh, yes. Because I feel like there's a lot of chat about kind of sexy sex, you know, that first date sex and Tinder sex and the, that all that kind of sex. And, and then uh, and then really extreme sex with lots of kind of dungeons and PVC and quite kind of terrifying things for lots of people. And it feels like we've missed out on sex that people are actually having most of the time, which is sex in a long-term relationship. Mm. There's like no chat about that whatsoever. It's either first date sex or dungeons. Nothing, nothing in between. <laughs> but I feel like dungeons. that's it. Tinder or dungeons. And I feel like we... Um, We've got to we've got to be able to talk about it because it's really it can be really wonderful and it can be really difficult. And isn't it funny that everyone seems to be having it more than we are, or that seems to be everyone's impression? So I think just actually admitting sometimes that our sex lives are a bit crap mm. um, is quite liberating, and that's certainly what we've found, isn't it? Definitely. We started off as an Instagram account at the Hotbed Collective. Uh, we post a lot of pictures of John Travolta on there, but we oh. also put some nice <laughs> sex tips. And that is definitely Anarchy's fetish. Oh, the John, John Travolta. Travolta. Someone here Although likes John Travolta I wholeheartedly, very much. wholeheartedly applaud it. I'm with oh, you on that. He is a dream. And we review <laughs> not sex, now though. We he review was. sex scenes on screen, so we look at TV and film. And basically, even though they might feature some sexy people, they don't tend to reflect what real sex looks like either. And we'll come on to that, you know, in later episodes. But we did our Instagram account. And it did really well. We got quite a few followers. And then we set up a website and we run blogs from people just ex- explaining their own story, their own um, worries and issues. And we have a really wonderful associate called Dr. Karen Gurney, who is a psycho... sounds very posh. Well, she's it? our associate. She's, she's our friend. She's sort of everything to us. She's a psychosexologist. And You've she, managed to say it. You can say that Psychosexologist. I know. Psycho- do I get a medal? It's only taken us six months to be able to say that. <laughs> I feel that's not even her full title, but no, she'll explain more, who she is later. But she is basically a sex doctor and she's fantastic. So we will be featuring her a bit later on. So that is our authority. Mm. And it is really exciting because I feel like it's really touched on a nerve because if you bring up sex amongst a group of grown-up women in relationships, I mean, people get so excited about the fact that they can finally talk about it because nothing in the media or on film or on television really dealing with that. 
And people want to talk about it because it's really difficult and admit things to each mm. other and also hear that other people are having a difficult time. So I think that's why the hotbed has had a bit of movement because people are really, really, really want to share their stories and learn about it. So we would love you to subscribe. We would love you to stay with us on this journey where we will be talking to sex experts, to relationship experts. We'll be giving you lots of tips and you know, tangible advice to try at home. We will hopefully make you laugh um, and we're going to have a bit of fun. Yeah! Um, Anarchy will just tell one of her stories and that'll be it. We'll exactly. Just, that'll be a winner. So, Anarchy, just to set the scene, can you tell us what you're wearing today? Okay, well, I thought I'd set the bar quite high. Mm. Yes. So, I have got clothing on, but underneath <laughs> my regular everyday clothing, I'm trying edible underwear today. <laughs> so I don't know whether you knew you can actually buy this stuff. But is it, it is the available. chocolate type or the candy type? No, it's it's apricot flavour. <laughs> so basically, it's very tight and it's rubbing up and down in my bum here, um, leaving a sort of apricot mm. sort of frottage feeling between my buttocks. <laughs> but um, it smells good. Is it organic? I don't know if it's organic, but I'm mm. hoping that this will encourage my partner to actually eat my underpants mm, 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 when I get home mm, and mm. ravish me rather than lie down the sofa and look at his underpants. But iPad. what if he just eats the pants and then goes to sleep? <laughs> well, this is the other thing which I don't understand, is that is it good to be wearing them all day? Because I know there yeah. is a fetish to actually... Mm. Some people like to have Dirty pants. other people's pants. Yeah, you could sell that on eBay But I'm just for a slightly worried mm. that it, it's getting a bit pungent because well, they're not supposed to be worn all day, are they? No, so. no, Anakin, no, they're not. But <laughs> this, is, this is a brave new world. We'll find out when you report back in the next podcast. I will. They are chafing somewhat at the moment, I must say. I'm not sure if the bus journey home is going to be that comfortable. <laughs> on that note, they're actually dissolving. They're dissolving <laughs> into my trousers. Cherry, <laughs> what are you wearing? I am currently um, sporting a very sexy suit made out of cat hair <laughs> because um, my cat just came and sat on me and it's absolutely everywhere. And I don't know much, but I know that that makes me a bit Catwoman-ish. Mm. And, uh, and that's sexy. Isn't that sexy? Isn't yes. that what everyone dresses up to Halloween well, in really when they aroused. want sex? Yeah, watching, yeah. watching Party Time present his bottom to <laughs> he you. Did, did, he, pres- he, he leapt on me. And, and now I'm itchy all over. And, um, and I feel, I've never felt more sexual right, right now. You're basically mm. Michelle Pfeiffer. I am Michelle Pfeiffer. All over. In me. I just need a lint roller and I'll be away. Mm. <laughs> and I'm heavily pregnant, so I'm... Wearing that was something coming through the that door. Was more edible <laughs> that was more edible underwear coming through the post box. <laughs> I'm heavily pregnant, so I'm just kind of playing it safe. I'm in dungarees and nipple tassels and nothing else. Mm. I think that's very conservative, Lisa. And mm. I'm, I'm disappointed in you. Yeah. I think you're not really like seeing as you're actually going to give birth tomorrow. Tomorrow, <laughs> ladies tomorrow, and gentlemen. Tomorrow. I think you're letting the side down that you've not made more <laughs> of an effort. Really, like you should be thinking about sexing yourself up. You should be having sex right now. Well, it's the last time. It's the last chance to have sex before the well, baby arrives. We did actually have a farewell shag. Did you? Yes, we did. Oh my I god! Because that. we know that there's not going to be any action for six weeks at least until I've had my doctor's checkup. Wow! Uh, although a friend of mine was like, "Oh, really I didn't nice. wait for six weeks. She just went straight at it." I don't know. How she <gasps> that I wouldn't it. want to. I mean, I I didn't even like watching funny films because they're really you know you worry about the stitches splitting. <laughs> oh no! Um, my brother bought me a Jim Carrey film, and you have to laugh like this, ha 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 ha, <laughs> because you can't use your diaphragm. So I think I think it's good to maybe park the banging for a little bit. I was just like a little plate of mints. That was me. A little plate days. of mints. Yeah. Oh, I see. Mince meat. It was mince meat. Oh, I know. There I was know. nothing. There was no it's, end or beginning to it. I think it maybe it's together. definitely, definitely good to have a little pause, isn't a it? Pause. 
on that note, on that pause, we are now going to throw to the Hotbed live show. It's not a live sex show, unfortunately. It's a show that we put on in Shoreditch a couple of months ago. We had guests, we had a very sexy crowd, we had pizza, we had brownies, we had goodie bags, and we had a ball, didn't we? Oh my God, it was amazing. It was so fun. I mean, one of, one of the um, hotbed strap lines is that um, sexual adventure has got to be more than penis pasta. Oh, yeah. Because mm. one of the things that we all connected um, on when we first got together was there's very little safe sexual exploration. Um, again, going back to the kind of outside the Tinder or Dungeons, it's um, it's quite the the sexual adventure arena is quite scary and intimidating for a lot of people, including us. But there's lots of fun things that you can talk about, like different vibrators and different positions and all sorts of fun things. It isn't dungeons. And this whole evening was such a wonderful, wonderful um, illustration of how me- how people do want to talk about it. Like we talked about masturbation, we talked about sex and relationships. And everyone got so involved, didn't they? People were sharing their stories. It was a bit like yeah. Trisha or Mary or Jerry Springer, but yes. with more red lipstick. Mm. Yes. People were so honest. Mm. I think we hadn't quite anticipated how much people would just come forward with their own stories. I think when you hear somebody else be really honest about their sex life and the fact they've got a vibrator and when they like to use it and how they like to use it, it almost gives you permission or other people permission to talk about it as well. When you kind of shine the light on something, everyone feels like it's okay to talk about it because it means, oh, if you, you've got a job and kids and you seem relatively like your hygiene is good, <laughs> like if you're masturbating, then maybe it's all right for me to, maybe it's not this big secret taboo. Um, taboo. So let's throw to the show. Here we are, listeners. You will hear us talk about sex after kids. We talk about a survey that we did uh, of parents about their sex lives post-kids. We bring in our wonderful expert, Dr. Karen Gurney, at the Sex Doctor on Instagram. I think Anarchy gives away a bit of a massive affair spoiler. Oh, do I? I didn't even realise. <laughs> it's not that bad. And she also mugs off one of her friends in the crowd. Hooray! So, let's throw to the show. Did you know we have a sponsor for this episode, the LV Trainer? What's an LV Trainer, Lisa? The LV Trainer is a neat little device you stick up your fanny while you're doing your pelvic floor exercises. Its sensors connect to an app on your phone which tells you if your technique is right. Well, it's all about the technique. Oh, it's not half bad looking, is it? It's not. It's a nice looking personal trainer just for your lady bits. I actually have to confess, I hate doing my Kegels. It's very boring. Oh, I know. I'd rather be unblocking my toilet. Wow, you must really hate them. That's horrendous. I really do, seriously. (laughs) But they're not boring with the LV. When you squeeze the LV with your pelvic floor, it operates a super fun game on your phone. It's a bit like playing Tetris with your fanny. So, Lisa, pray tell, educate us. Why do we need to do our pelvic floors? Well, a strong pelvic floor means sex isn't painful, orgasms are better, and more importantly, you don't pee yourself while running. Anarchy, are you all right? Are you doing them right now? Are you having... No, no, I'm just unplugging the toilet. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of buttock clenching going on. It's, it's quite fun. Head to lv.com to find out more. And if you'd like to buy one, use the code HOTBED25 to get £25 off. Welcome. Hello. Congratulations for coming here. I know some people have left crying children with unknown uh, babysitters and have run here and have arrived sweaty and we couldn't be more grateful. Um, We are, if you don't know, we are the Hotbed Collective. It is, it is a good name, to be fair. It is a good name. Took us ages to come up with it. Um, So... 
our reason of being is to make the world better one orgasm at a time. And we want sexual adventure um, to be more than penis pasta at a hen night. Okay? It's got to be more than that. It can be a brilliant world. Um, sex isn't just about having kids. Um, we have, can have lots of fun. Uh, it's not just a recreational... I mean, sorry, it is a recreational, not just procreational activity. <laughs> And for that reason, there's no reason to stop having fun after you have kids. So that's sort of what we're here for. And sex is really good for you. Did you know? Sex actually makes you look younger. It makes you live longer. It can help with really unsexy things like osteoporosis and incontinence. It can help you sleep. And there's so many reasons we should be doing it. In fact, it's kind of, I mean, why are we even here? We should be all at home shagging. But anyway, it's so great. Why aren't we doing it? Let's work out how to do it. So that's our topic of this session. So I am going to kick off okay. by asking you two, why do you We're like battling with I our know, mics, aren't we? Like, who's going to so go first? Like, go. <laughs> go, who's go, go, go. Off um, at the start line. You go. You go. You go. Okay, I'm going to go. Right, listen. One of the things that really got me interested in this whole area was that I've been in a very long relationship. So I think it will be 20 years in Ooh. February. That's amazing. Well done. Bloody well done. I am definitely the oldest person on the stage, and you will in hear the world, me perhaps. referring to that several times. I am actually the oldest person in the room, I think, probably. Oh no, my friend Amy is one month older than me. So I will never be the oldest person in the room, and that's why I invited her, because she will always be one month older than me. Um, Amy, taking one for the team there, well done. <laughs> Amy, yeah, you're my best pal. Um, one of, one of the things that was really interesting to me was kind of, I think, and I think this is true of most people, and we've discussed this, is this kind of idea that you have this public persona. So you go out, you put lovely makeup on, you get dressed, you do your hair. And then when you're in a long-term relationship, or certainly what happened with mine over time, was that we started getting very relaxed in one another's company. So we had jogging bottoms on. We started to... When I get home now, I put the jogging bottoms on. I put the big sweatshirt on. I basically feel like I'm kind of unwinding. I also have a really unappealing habit, which I've talked about, which is I like picking the makeup off my lipstick, like sort of picking the, my lipstick off while I'm on the sofa. That is hot, I'm sorry. Which is really disgusting. <laughs> Now, one of the things that my partner likes doing is picking the skin off the bottom of his feet. And, and then... Right, that is a match made in heaven. So, <laughs> if you think about that as the backdrop, I guess what the, what the theme is there is that with a long-term relationship, one of the downsides can be that essentially what you see in one another is, is no longer the big sexy beast that you saw the very first time you, your eyes met across a crowded room. So... That's something that's interesting to discuss, is when do you turn from that delightful, beautiful person that looks gorgeous into the sort of horrible slob that scratches their bum and has one ball hanging out of their pyjama bottoms? <laughs> I, I didn't know that about you. I am a bit worried about this because I think, I think my partner is going to be listening to some of this and he will be slightly worried, but he won't mind me saying that I did sew that, that hole up again and it, it, it no longer hangs out anymore, so... You're such a good wife, you're such a good wife. So for me, one of the big obstacles in sex and long-term relationship, and I know this is really hard to believe, but I find something's really hard to talk about, a massive chatterbox. I'm generally like relatively confident, and I like talking about like rude, taboo, naughty things that are fun to talk about, you know, and 
But actually, when you're in the intimacy of a relationship, it's actually, you know, it's easy to be kind of banter, banter, lols, jokey, jokey. But actually, when you get into the kind of serious stuff, like, you know, the kind of more intimate... I mean, even now I can't talk about that. But <laughs> I mean, can you imagine me having a conversation at home? Bet. <laughs> That's all I got, just a noise. And I, th I just thought, it can't, why is it this difficult? I'm re really confident and an, a relatively open person, and I'm paralysed by saying anything. And I thought, there's got to be... And I heard loads of people, you know, I kept meeting people who were having a really similar experience where it just wasn't quite right. But, but the thing is, is that it can, it can, it can write itself, absolutely, but it can often not write itself. And, and divorces are really expensive. So I think, but actually saying you should do something, or you should totally talk to each other. Oh my God, you should totally go away for the weekend. You can, it's easier said than done. So I thought, actually, what are the practicalities of having that conversation? I want a script. I want you to give me words to say and things to do. It's a really awkward, difficult subject. And also people feel criticized. If you go to your partner and say, I'm not happy, I'm not satisfied, I don't feel like we're intimate. It's really difficult to get the other person on side because they feel really defensive, understandably. So I, one of the things I really wanted us to do was to give people really nano practical help, not just random, oh, you should, you should go away from the weekend. <laughs> you know, you should have sex and the kids are asleep. No, we're gonna watch Game of Thrones, obviously. And obviously, it's too awkward to have the conversation. Anyway, so I just think awkwardness is a huge thing. So what can we really do? And that's one thing we really have been trying to do. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Going away for the weekend is actually sometimes deeply unsexy because you want to eat everything at the breakfast buffet. <laughs> fullness. Okay, two things for me that really turn me off sex. Okay, fullness. But obviously, I, I don't eat loads during the day because I'm working and I want to be up and chatty and I have my... I'm like a snake. If you're in front of me at 5 p.m., I'll eat you. Anyone who knows me knows it's like, I generally won't. I'll eat very little coffee and a bit of fruit. And a, but at 5 p.m., I will eat furniture so but the problem is is that that's when you you know your partner comes home and i'm like oh, i can't I can barely get up 
And also just body confidence as well. You know, if you've like put on a bit of weight and you just feel a bit crap. And you know when your pants like cut into your bum? And I'm quite body conscious anyway. But if you've put on a bit of weight and you're like, I, I can't do the sexy time. And also, I'm sorry about the view. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. So anyway, so those are the two. There are so many things that make sex after kids or sex in a long-term relationship really quite tricky. So here's an interesting fact from our survey. Uh, the survey said uh, we interviewed... Uh, both sides of a relationship and a lot of the... In general, it was mainly uh, people in heterosexual relationships and a lot of the mums were saying they didn't feel great about their bodies and that's, that was the main barrier to why they weren't having great sex. But a lot of the guys were saying stuff like, she's so sexy and she doesn't realise and I still really fancy her. And it was actually quite striking, the parallel that was there. Um, so it's, I think it's really interesting because I think we are very hard on ourselves in terms of how we perceive our bodies and actually one of the things that we talk about quite a lot is that when you, even when you are watching TV so you're kind of watching a lot of box sets I don't know if you've noticed but probably all of your favourite box sets have a lot of sex in them and actually if you're in a couple that isn't having sex watching lots of couples having sex <laughs> together can feel quite awkward and actually it should be, it's counterintuitive because in theory you should be feeling turned on, you should be going oh my god look at those people having sex. One of the the best examples I can think of is The Affair because that was about a couple who were in a long-term relationship. They had four children and yet they were having really passionate sex. I mean, I know he did have an affair. That was part of it. <laughs> Sorry if you haven't seen it, but that's Spoiler what happened. But, um, but actually, they did have a lot of sex. And I think actually for me, and I, I, I might sound a bit sad here, for me, what I don't like is the kind of performance anxiety aspect. So when I talk to friends and they say, oh, God, I can't walk because I was really going hard last night. You know, I was on top. And Who I was you hang them. out with? Maybe, maybe you. No. Is it Amy? Yeah, it's Amy again. Amy, what have you been doing? It's Amy again. She's um, still got it. When I talk to those friends, I think, what the hell are you talking about? Because I do not do that ever. And for me, like, sex has got to be in the dark, possibly, probably under a duvet, and, and maybe not on top, because I just don't like my post-baby tummy rolling around while I'm trying to do that. So I just think we have to sometimes think a bit about what we see on TV, that kind of sex. Do you ever see any sex on TV where you actually think, that looks a bit like what I did last night. Would anyone want to see that? <laughs> no, no, maybe not. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's it. So I have a question for everyone, and I would like you to get your horns and your whistles. It's poll time! So everyone in the crowd here has either... A, well, they, both, they all have both a whistle and a party horn, and they are going to answer the following question. What is more awkward, watching sex on screen... Sexy sex on screen with a partner when you're not having great sex? Or was it more awkward when you were living at home with your parents and a sex scene came on the screen? Okay, so I want you to party horn for partner and I want you to whistle for parents. So anyone who thinks partner, party horn. And... Parents, I want you to whistle. Okay. That's 
positive. That's positive. That's definitely clear much winner louder. for more awkward with your parents. So that's actually progress, right? So we've yeah, moved progress. on to less awkward. Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. I'm going to bring in Dr. Karen Gurney now. Yes. Who sees a lot of couples as part of her psychosexual therapy? What is the most common problem that you, you see, up. and what do you say? So Dr. Karen is, is our resident expert. So if anyone has any questions, uh, do feel free to ask. She's here. You can be anonymous. You can put on a silly voice if you like. You can be like, oh, I'm Dave from the Wirral. <laughs> Thank you. Undoubtedly, it's worries about not feeling like sex. That's the big one. That's the one that, um, of all of the women that we see, that's the one that women worry about the most. And I think it's the one I feel most passionate about, pardon the pun, because... Actually, what we've learned in the last kind of decade or two around women's sexuality is that it's entirely normal for the majority of women to not feel like sex spontaneously in a long-term relationship. It's entirely normal. We, we, we know now that the way we used to think about sex, which is that you should feel desire first, that that's the first thing that happens, it comes from an outdated 60s model, a model that we don't use anymore in sexual medicine. But because it's kind of seeped into the media and stayed there, we all have this idea that we should be feeling like sex um, in a long-term relationship. And the reality is most women don't or very rarely do. So that's, I think, the first thing to say mm. about it. And I think what, what's interesting there is that, again... I keep going on about the bloody affair again. But I just want to say that in terms of TV, we do see quite a lot of those sort of interactions between men and women where you kind of suddenly hurl yourself at one another and because you're, you're so overcome with desire. And I was really interested when you told me about that because I actually thought, hang on a minute, that means that I'm not going to spontaneously come home from work and go, my God, I really need to have you right now. And I think that's especially true when you get older and if you've got kids as well. Um, and actually, you need to work at it. It's, it sounds like a horrible school project kind of you know, thing, but you do. You kind of, and I think that's what my question would be is what, what can you do? What is like yeah. some of the tangible things you can do. Well, there's also good news about it because although we know that for most women, for many women, there's, there's a lack of spontaneous desire in long-term relationships, we also know that women's desire is extremely responsive. In fact, probably more responsive than men's. So women are much more easily aroused. But the problem is, because we expect we should feel desire first, we kind of put up these barriers. So um, I'm not feeling like it, and therefore if somebody tries it on, you say... I don't want to give them the wrong idea. I won't lead them on. I'm not feeling like it. And, and that's and when actually, you put on your really unsexy pajamas and talk about <laughs> yes, being really tired and exactly. go on Instagram. Um, whereas if if we kind of understood the notion that actually if we were willing to like see what happened, let that kiss go on a little bit longer, um, not expect pressure from it to go anywhere, it's quite likely that desire flourishes quite quickly. But the problem is we kind of put the kibosh on it. So that was from our first show, our first Hotbed Live show, and it was really interesting as Dr. Karen was talking about female desire, there was this sort of wave across the room of all these women going, oh my god, okay, it's not just me, and actually this is quite normal. I think women do expect to kind of like suddenly be struck by the horn, and they don't have it, and they think, god, I just, okay, sex isn't for me anymore, and it can have real problems. So there was a real feeling, wasn't there, in the room mm. of just like this woman... Dr. Karen, she's so wise. She knows everything and she knows us. She's seen inside our head and she knows how we feel. I mean, I just love Dr. Karen because mm. I feel like sometimes some experts can be quite functional mm. and they don't necessarily sort of give you real life examples. And that's what I love about her is that everything she does is real life examples. 
Um, I also think it's really nice if you've got a theory about something. Um, like I wanted to know how many women fake orgasms and how mm. many there's you know there's a real thing in porn about female ejaculation and you know guys talk about it and you have a theory about something it's really nice to have a professional validate it it's so lovely it plus it means that you can win arguments about it because you go well Dr Karen said mm. uh, it's, I think it's really important especially if we're being you know people are really letting us into their lives and telling us problems that are quite serious sometimes. I think it's, thank God, we've got Dr. Karen that we can just fob them off on. No, don't worry, we've got... Dr. We'll, Karen can answer that Dr. one. Dr. Karen Sorry, will Dr. tell Karen, you. Dr. Karen, Dr. Karen. Come back, Dr. Is. Karen. God, you know, thank God for Dr. Karen. We do need Dr. Karen. You might have guessed we like Dr. Karen. Should we stop <laughs> saying Dr. Karen? We really love Dr. Karen so much. Dr. Karen. So, we don't just want to sit here in our um, apricot knickers and cat hair suit and nipple tassels uh, <laughs> preaching about sex. We actually want you to listen to this. And to um, take out your earplugs and maybe do something which improves your relationship or improves your sex life. So, listeners, we have homework for you. It's supposed to be fun, but it's also homework and we'd love you to do it and we would love you to report back on whether it works. And with this episode, the exercise that we're going to ask you to do is one of Dr. Karen's exercises. It's called Hot or Not, and it's about triggering desire. So based on what she has just been talking about... um, The exercise is a communication exercise to do with your partner. And each of you takes a piece of paper and a pen and you write three things down. And one thing is the thing that your partner does to initiate sex, which you do not like at all. And this could be anything from just a quick rope to a fancier shag mm. to a I think her example is someone coming up behind you at the sink and just sort of squeezing your boobs like a <laughs> yes. direct approach might be for you might not be See, I love that yeah I know for some people it's a bit if it's a too much direct yes yeah, so if there's something that your partner does that makes you know that they're in the mood for love uh, but doesn't put you in the mood for love then put that down Point two is the thing that your partner does, which you do actually quite like and you want them to keep doing. So is it holding your face and giving you a passionate kiss? Wearing a Kevin Bacon mask. <laughs> or, Dressing up as John Travolta. Yeah, I mean, this obviously happens every day in the Eating your edible apricot. Uh, helping with a bath and bedtime. Now you're talking. Making some food. Folding the laundry. Ordering a takeaway. Oh, these things, Ordering really. They, do you know, because they, they make you feel the love. Yeah. And we told you, you this wasn't going to be about sex dungeons, oh. didn't we? <laughs> and point number three is something that you think would make you really horny and which your partner hasn't done but is in their power to do and that you would like them to try. And you need to be a bit brave in the fact of how you explain it. Either a vibrator is going off or someone's phone is going that's off. My, that's my vibe. That's my is LV. That yours? My wow. L- my, my LV. That's your LV. That's my LV. It's my LV. My I like that one because that's a really safe way to introduce something new to somebody because it's really difficult in a long-term relationship, especially when you're busy with kids, to try something new. It can be quite scary in case the other person goes, oh, that's so weird. Nobody wants to be called weird. And this but you is need to a... go softly, softly, don't softly, you? Softly, softly. Don't go in with, don't the, go big... don't go in in. with the dungeon. No, or the pegging. <laughs> or the pegging. I think that that game is so fab because mm. it's it, anything within a game... Um, 
allows you so much more freedom, poetic license, than if you were just to say to somebody, look, I really wish that you would use a vibrator on me. Mm. Um, which, can, you know, some, something like that can be really scary in a, in a relationship. But isn't it funny that it feels so novel that we would even ask for things that we would want? I know. I think for a lot of women, they're actually like, oh, I don't like this and I don't like that, but I've never actually told him what I do like. So... Absolutely. That is my, yeah. That's my Uber. Is it, uh, Isn't that? Uh, Anarchy's Uber is here. It's time to go. Before my pants disintegrate, I need to make a move. On that note, we are going to go. We have been the Hotbed Collective. This is the Hotbed, the podcast which seeks to improve the world one orgasm at a time. And join us for episode two, which will be about masturbation and the concept of the danger wank. So, uh, how was that for you? If you enjoyed it as much as we did, we would love you to rate, review and subscribe to The Hotbed on Apple Podcasts or wherever you happen to listen. Each one makes a massive difference. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 